0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Local Homeschoolers Podcast, where you come for local resources and encouragement. I am your host, Autumn Frisbee. All right, today we have Emma Hare, and she joins us on the podcast. She is a homeschool graduate, and she's with us today to share her story and her passion for American Sign Language. So welcome to the show, Emma. Hi, thank you so much for having me, Autumn. I'm glad to be here. Thanks. So um, can you tell the listeners just a little bit about yourself, your age, and um, your background, things like that?
1: Sure, absolutely. So I'm a local resident of Palm Beach County. I've grown up here my entire life. And as you said, I'm a homeschool graduate. I'm currently a senior in college, so I'm 22 and I'm majoring in American Sign Language and Deaf Studies. So I'm almost ready to graduate with my bachelor's. Um, I'm a local sign language interpreter in the area and I tutor and I'm actively involved in the community and I'm just really passionate about encouraging other homeschool families in their journey. So I'm excited to be here today.
0: Yay. And that is what we're all about at the podcast is just encouraging parents who are thinking about homeschooling or anyone who is um, currently homeschooling, who's just overwhelmed. Um, And it's so cool that you're a homeschool graduate. So congratulations. Thanks. It was a great journey. That's awesome. Um, And at what age did you start homeschooling? So I was actually homeschooled all the way from
1: birth. My mom homeschooled my sister and I all the way through high school graduation. So it's all I've ever known.
0: Wow. Okay. And what was the reasoning behind her deciding to homeschool? Well, my mom was a teacher in the
1: past for public schools. She taught all the way up until the day before my sister was born. And she just knew that she didn't want us to be in the public school system as things started to change in the world and education changed. She just knew that she really wanted to be able to kind of manage what we learned. Um, my family is Christian and we wanted to be able to incorporate that into our studies. So she chose to homeschool us so she can really customize the curriculum to fit our needs, our interests, and our beliefs. Was there as many homeschoolers back then? You know, there actually was a good amount of homeschoolers. Palm Beach County has a really big homeschool community. Growing up, when I went to youth group, the homeschoolers outranked the kids who went to public school or private school. So it was a really normal thing for me. As you said, there definitely were friends of mine who went to public school or private schools and occasionally I would look at it and think, hmm, I wonder what that would be like, but I never really had a desire to experience it. And those friends who were in it were always jealous that they weren't homeschooled. So it helped me really be comfortable where I was.
0: That's really cool. So over the years, did you see a difference of how you were educated at home versus uh, those who had traditional education?
1: It's mm, a good question. There really are a lot of differences from being homeschooled than going the traditional route for schooling. Um, that it provides a way for children to have education in a specialized way that's individualized for them. It really opens the door to have a love of learning and to be creative. It really just stops you from limiting your options. So being homeschooled, if your child is interested in a specific topic, then you can incorporate that into your learning and engage with them as they're interested in something. Or if they have a developmental or learning delay, then you can focus on ways that help that child specifically learn better through maybe hands-on learning or age-appropriate learning. And I think in traditional school, that's something that's lacking right now. Age-appropriate learning isn't a focus, but when you do homeschool, that's a beautiful benefit of it. As a student, you really get to learn to be independent and be responsible at a younger age. Usually you become more mature and advanced in your learning. And you know I think oftentimes people who are not as familiar with homeschooling, They really get captivated by those who they find out are homeschooled. Um, It's something that colleges are really eager to have homeschooled students as people who are accepted to their university. Um, I actually received almost a full-ride scholarship due to me being homeschooled and my involvement in sign language. So I think it's just something that you get a lot of benefits being homeschooled versus going the traditional education route.
0: That is beautifully said. Thank you for that. Um, And how has homeschooling changed since you graduated, in your opinion?
1: Well, I definitely think that it has changed a lot just because of COVID, you know, with that coming up, a lot of families have transitioned to homeschooling or doing homeschool pods. So it's become a lot more, you know, popular these days, which is really a good thing just because it opens the opportunities for families to learn more about homeschooling in there. Um, I do think that maybe the intention behind the decision might be a little bit different in the past just because they saw it as I don't have any other option or I don't feel comfortable putting my child in school, rather than I desire to homeschool my child and want to be the one there with them all the time. But there's no right or wrong way. So I think it's really important that families get to learn to find out what works for their child. So there's just been an adjustment as the seasons change and is becoming more popular these days, I think for sure.
0: That is true. The adjustment and how um, you know, being a homeschool graduate, I'm sure your mom switched things up, maybe tried a different curriculum. Absolutely. There's never one set option. You have to be willing, I think,
1: to just try one and then if it's not working, scrap it partly through if that's just not going to be the option for your child where in public school you really are forced into one way, no matter if it's working or not. So it's just a mental adjustment, knowing that you're not failing. If you have to change curriculums, you're just adjusting to meet your child where they are and yourself, because you just need to find out what works for you and for your child.
0: Mm-hmm. And what were some of the best resources that helped you, your mom or you along your way through your homeschool journey? So we were involved
1: in PEC, which is Parents Educating Children, which is a really great group. We also were in a bunch of different homeschool co-ops, and then we did Saints, which is an Like a substitute for PE for children. Um, And those were just really great support systems for my family, for my mom, making other homeschool friends. I think having a community really makes a big difference. And so through that or through play groups or sports or church, having the ability to kind of make friends with other homeschool parents really made a difference for her. Um, And then we used a couple different curriculums throughout our time that helped provide some resources, such as our five in a row curriculum, highly recommend that one. It's language arts-based, hands-on. It just really instills a love of learning and a love of reading in children. Um, and then we also use Notgrass and Matthew C, which are some really phenomenal curriculums. Um, and then the website Kathy Duffy, Duffy Reviews is really helpful to help you get an idea of different curriculums when going into it.
0: Those are all great. And guess what? PEC, Saints, PE, co-ops are still all available for our community. So I feel like that's great to kind of plug those, um, as a community, um, we can get involved in the community that way. Definitely.
1: They're so great. I'm so glad they're still
0: around. So people these days can join them. It's definitely encouraged. Right. And talk to us a little bit about socialization. Um, so your mom used kind of these community resources to get you guys out around other homeschool kids. What advice can you give parents on how best to include social activities?
1: I think it's just important that homeschool parents take away the misconception that homeschoolers will lack socialization. Honestly, there's so many ways to socialize that sometimes it's more you have to limit socialization because there's just so many options out there. There are so many different groups and places for children to grow and learn together together. we also did um, the option where you can join school. So a couple of my friends growing up would join private school sports teams. So that's always an option that's encouraged for social activities if your child is very interested in sports or even joining a group through PEC in there. They always have different little clubs or small classes that are offered in there and um, Something that I did growing up, PEC offered the opportunity to learn ballroom dancing through some of their homeschool students. I always wanted to learn ballroom dancing growing up, but could never afford to do it or really find a way that it would work for a young teen to do something like that in a non-competitive way. But two brothers who were homeschooled and were part of PEC, they were certified and they just decided that they wanted to offer it. And so I was able to take it up then. And It's something I still do as an adult now. So I think just kind of keeping an eye out on those groups through PEC and through co-ops and through connections with people provide a lot of options to socialize and make connections
0: and make friends through that. The connections I think are so important, networking at all these um, events and also just reaching out to local homeschoolers and um, figuring out what they're doing so you can get ideas of how to socialize. Did you ever feel that there was like a lacking in your social life? Honestly, no. I
1: think I was just so involved. I did Girl Scouts and every sport you could name and just... So many of my friends were homeschooled that I feel like I had a really good community around us. And like you said, just making those connections make a really big difference. Um, Parents these days are lucky because with social media, it's really easy to connect and make friends and things like that, which wasn't a thing when I was growing up.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's get down to maybe something that you didn't like about homeschooling or what you really loved. Let's start out with maybe something you didn't like about homeschooling, if anything. (laughs)
1: I was trying to think about that question when you had mentioned that the other day. And honestly, I feel like there should be an answer. But I just I loved my homeschool journey. I know that every day was different. And because especially as you got older and, you know, you become a teenager and you're one on one with your parents, sometimes that can be tricky. Mm -hmm. So there would be an occasional time when it was a subject I didn't like that it would be hard for me to have to be one on one with my mom as she would try to teach me because as they always say, children don't like to listen when it's their parents telling them something, but occasionally they'll listen when other people tell them something. And mm-hmm. I think that was the thing that we found to be true on subjects that I struggled in. Mm-hmm. I didn't want my mom to help me as I got older. So just learning to find supplemental ways mm-hmm. to learn things, maybe through friends or through tutors on areas that I was struggling in or being resistant to her help. That's kind of just something that, you know, is something that's a struggle when homeschooling when you're older. But You definitely can overcome it. You just
0: have to have a lot of patience.
1: And thankfully, my mom
0: did. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. And then um, so going into high school, were those some of the toughest years for trying to decide what curriculum you'd use? Or were you worried about going to high school and then graduating? Were any of those things worries for you?
1: Um, So I have an older sister who was homeschooled also. So I think that really did help us. We are very different in our learning styles. So obviously, we couldn't just copy what she did. But my mom had a leg up already because she already kind of knew the drill and kind of had worked through some of those kinks. So curriculum wise, it was a little bit harder in some situations trying to figure out what options would be best or what might fulfill the requirements and just what meshed best with my learning style um, since we are very different. But a lot of what I did once I was in high school after my freshman year was dual enrollment. So I was very independent already, and a lot of that pressure was taken off of my mom. So she would do the supplemental like subjects that I needed help with, um, but then the rest was pretty independent either through the college or through a co-op. So it wasn't a lot of pressure on her at that point.
0: And would you recommend your dual enrollment experience?
1: Absolutely, 100%. There are lots of different ways to do dual do, do enrollment. I actually did mine online through a really small school out of state, and I know a lot of people can do it locally also. It just wasn't a great fit for me with the scheduling that they had, but I think that it just really instills a good work ethic in you and helps you become very independent, and it just gets you ready for college. It shows you that you can do it and helps you really learn to handle that type of structure and helps you learn from someone else, which is a really good experience when being homeschooled to learn to take feedback from other teachers, um, to learn alongside someone else that's not your parent. Um, I think that really helped me going into college. And I do think that it can just make a really big financial difference. Also, if you can get some of that out of your way, um, and that also helps people who are giving scholarships out, that's something they look for. Sometimes they really are interested in people who can show that they can already support themselves in college and can do well in classes. So dual enrollment is just a really phenomenal option for people.
0: Tell us a little bit about your learning styles and how your mom came to understand your differences.
1: That's a really good question. So my mom is very hands-on. And so because she did come from a teaching background, she already had experience working with children who have different learning styles. And that's something that she is very passionate about making sure that each child is learning in a way that's appropriate for them. Now for myself, we learned actually through me starting sign language that I'm a kinesthetic learner, um, which means that you learn through movement. So I actually was a very late reader. It took me a really long time and I have dyslexic tendencies. So it was a struggle for me for a while and we had to find new ways for me to engage in learning and engage in reading because it just It wasn't connecting where if I just needed to read something, it wouldn't be memorized easily for myself. So we would learn that, okay, I learned through movement. I used to do my math homework on the treadmill because it kept me focused. And then I was moving, which meant that I was able to memorize it easily. I would read while pacing the house in circles. I did anything I could through movement or through hands-on. I'm a very hands-on learner where we learned quickly that my sister is the opposite of me. (laughs) Um, <laughs> which figure. is always how it goes. It's never easy, never a repeat for parents. They always get very different situations. Um, but she is a huge avid reader. She you know, loves memorization, loves feedback and grading. And when she was in high school and started taking classes through other teachers, my mom was so surprised to realize how much my sister loved getting a grade back. Mm-hmm. Because in homeschooling, it's not always just Here's an A, here's a B, here's a whatever grade it is. It's more through actual learning. But when she started taking classes, it motivated her so much to get a letter grade back and to see the progress for her. So they started learning that, okay, she's definitely not hands-on. She doesn't want to get messy. She doesn't like the arts, but she really likes the structure and just, you know, seeing the words, writing the words out. Um, Just completely different. So, my mom just kind of had to learn that maybe I would be project based um, and she would do more hands on projects or through experiences. We did a lot of field trips, we did a lot of interactive learning. Um, And then for my sister, it was more by the book like she would read it, she would answer the question, she'd do a test, and she'd be done. And it just took a little while to figure out what worked best. And a lot of changing curriculums, but <laughs> eventually we did figure that out. If that makes sense, you just have to really start to learn
0: how your child processes things, mm-hmm. and it might take a while, like you were saying. It does. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> so, is that what your struggles learning? Um, is that what led to your passion for American Sign Language?
1: It's not what led to it because I never really realized that sign language would be something that would be beneficial to help me overcome some of the dyslexic tendencies or things like that. But once I had actually started learning sign language, that's when we realized how beautiful it is and how much it can be going hand in hand to help support your education in there. Um, I actually learned sign language just a little bit when I was younger through some members of our old church. When I was in about an elementary school, I'd say. The choir director, her son is deaf, and so she taught all of the kids just a few signs and the alphabet so we can do some songs with him included. Um, It was a very thin foundation, but it really did get my interest just enough for me to think, hmm, I kind of like to learn this, but I kind of let it go, never really thought about it for a couple years after that. Um, And then when I was in eighth grade, I needed a language credit to go towards my high school, And they offered American Sign Language through the co-op that I was at, and it was taught by a deaf teacher. So I just decided, well, I'll go ahead and try that. At least I have a foundation. You know, there are times that I wish I had taken Spanish because Spanish is so beneficial these days. But it was just such a beautiful experience, and I'm really thankful I did end up going for that class um, the teacher who taught it there, she's just so fantastic. And she really instilled a passion for the language and a deep appreciation for deaf culture by doing her classes through her. Um, and I just really became immersed in the language and I just, I never stopped learning. So I took American Sign Language classes from eighth grade all the way through 12th grade and graduation with her. And then I went on to college and that's what I'm studying to be an interpreter. So now Um, I'm involved in the deaf community. Um, I'm in the deaf ministry at Christ Fellowship Church, and I'm just continuing to learn and work alongside the deaf community and getting to apply what I've learned there to my education and to other children who are struggling to spell or struggling with dyslexia. Learning the alphabet and to sign it is a really easy way for someone who's kinesthetic to fix their spelling. Mm -hmm. It's something you never really think about, but it's something that came so clear that If I had a spelling test and it was written, I wouldn't do very well on it. But then once I took my sign language classes, how it would work is the lady would sign a few of the words, spelling them out when we first started. And as I practiced spelling the words in sign language, because it's movement, I was able to learn to spell. And I was able to catch myself when I would try to flip the letters. And it just completely changed my learning and really helped improve my spelling, which... Granted, I'm very thankful for as an adult now that I can spell a lot better than I was then.
0: That is such an incredible story. And the freedom that homeschool provides to give those opportunities for you to pursue something that you love and your passion is really um, something that I feel like parents need to hear and to know that um, you can be in early, you know, in eighth grade like you were, and you can have something that you really love to do and be inspired that will change your life.
1: Definitely. You're never too young to learn something. There's no limits in homeschooling. It's just a lot of freedom and flexibility, which is really nice.
0: And so now you're offering sign language classes and tutoring in Palm Beach County. What kind of age range are you specifically focusing on? So
1: I offer a variety. I've done baby sign language, which typically starts about six to eight months old, and that would be with the parent. Um, And then I also offer just one-on-one tutoring or small group classes for children through teens or adults if they're interested. I do encourage all ages to learn. Um, So it really just depends on that person's interest, but we'll go anywhere from young children all the way up to adults, either learning the language or just brushing
0: up on their skills. Okay. And how can um, anyone who's interested contact you to move forward?
1: They can contact me through my email, which is Emma, E-M-M-A, Lou, L-O-U, one, two, five at gmail.com.
0: Okay, great. And I can imagine that co-ops even would love to utilize your services um, if they wanted to offer that as a co-op class. That sounds really Yeah, for sure. That would be a really fun option and kind of neat to circle back because that's how I learned it. So it'd be fun
1: to have that be an opportunity for other people to learn that way too.
0: That's great. Um, Let's circle back to one question we didn't answer. What is something that you loved that you haven't shared with us um, that you loved about homeschooling?
1: It's a really good and hard question because I just feel like so much I love. I, I think that I just really liked that I had specialized and unique experiences um, because my mom was really hands-on and because that's how I love to learn. She would get very creative. She built a life-sized ear that you can crawl through when I was in elementary school. So that way we can learn about how the ear works. And she had all of the pieces, the stirrup, the cocula the hammer, everything. And It just stuck in my head, and I love that I'm able to say that, that I was able to really learn something through a really unique experience, just like I was able to learn sign language in a very specific way or able to get hired so young at the job that I've had for the past six years because I was homeschooled and able to work hours other people weren't. I just think that I love the options that come up, that you're not forced into one set mold, that you can learn however you want. You can take opportunities to go travel and learn in the car instead of at a desk at home. Just the flexibility that it comes with. I look back on my life and I just know that I wouldn't be the same person if I didn't have these experiences. And
0: I'm excited to have my kids be able to have that experience one day. It's just a really cool, cool way to grow up. That is cool. And it's really inspiring for us um, homeschool moms who have little kids right now, (laughs) because sometimes it can be heavy and it can be overwhelming, but just to look at your life and realize, um, you know, it's inspiring. So I I know it will encourage any listener out there um, who hears your words and to know that they can actually do it. So
1: they can definitely do it. Being a mom is hard, but you guys, you know, you put your time and commitment into this and that's just something your kids will never never be able to
0: take for granted. It's just such a beautiful thing. And you guys are doing a great job. So don't give up. It's hard, but it's worth it. (laughs) And what are just um, in closing, what are a few words of encouragement that you can give a parent who maybe is on the fence to homeschool?
1: Honestly, just to know that they're capable, that they don't need to be qualified. A lot of people you know, look at the concept of homeschooling, they get really overwhelmed or self-critical and feel like, oh, if I don't have a background in education, or I'm not certified, then there's no way I can do this. That'll mess up my child. But that's just not true. You know, God made you a parent for a reason, and he's going to be able to provide the things that you need to be a good mom and a good teacher to your child or a good husband or father and teacher. You know, just knowing that you can do it and that little mess ups along the way are not going to destroy your child's education. It's okay. And it really just takes time. And it's just always a process. It's a fluid process that just gets adjusted all the time. But you putting the time in for your child, investing in them and in their education is going to make the world of difference in their life and in their relationship with you. So just don't give up. You can do it. And there are people alongside of you to help. So just make sure that you are reaching out to community and knowing that you're all there for a reason. So- it will
0: be okay. That's great, Emma. I really appreciate that. And, um, just, it's been a blessing to have your, you on the show today and for you to share your story. And I'm sure it will encourage the listeners. And, um, again, it's all about reaching out and networking and getting plugged into the homeschool community, which we have such a great community here in Palm Beach County and people are willing to share, you know, what they do and what works for them. So, um, I wish you the best of luck with college graduation and your sign language classes. That's going to be really cool. So I will put your email in the show notes for this episode and um, just good luck to you. Thank you very much. Thanks, Autumn. I'm looking forward to it. You have a really wonderful day. Thank you for tuning in to the Local Homeschoolers podcast. If you would like to share your homeschool story or have a local Palm Beach County resource that you would like to share on the podcast, please reach out to us at localhomeschoolers.com.